from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners. This is Chad. And I'm Daniel. And that's it. That's everybody. That's it, folks. Uh, Daniel and I were the only two that had enough time in our schedules to brave the elements and get out to see Pirates of the Caribbean number what five. Elements? Are you referring to the movie itself? Is that the element? Yes, that is exactly right. Brave watching this movie. So, Daniel, I think the major question on everyone's mind, as it is, and I like to get all our chips out on the table here, is it Caribbean or Caribbean? So, when I'm talking about the place, I say Caribbean. Okay. When I talk about the movies, for some reason, I say Caribbean. Okay, I think I have that same condition. I don't know what that means, but for the purposes of this podcast, we will go with it's so e- it's it's easier for me to say Caribbean, but I'm going to go with Caribbean because I don't know okay. I don't know I'm from Tennessee I like adding extra syllables into everything anyway. So we I need think. our linguist on here to tell us what that means. We do. We need Josh. In either case, uh, we're going to be talking about Pirates Five tonight, as well as doing our top three movies at sea. So we're very happy to have you along for the ride. If you get a moment this week, it would really help us out if you could hop on over to iTunes and either leave us a review, or if you've yet to subscribe to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook. Look for Screeners Podcast. We're sharing stories, engaging with different people, talking about the, the different movie news of the day. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've got something specifically you'd like for us to talk about, you can always email us, screenerscast at gmail.com. With that out of the way, Daniel, let's get right into it and let's Let's talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. The dead have taken command of the sea. They're searching for her, a girl, and a sparrow. I have heard stories of a mighty Spanish captain whose sons had been killed. Thousands of men. No, 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 men, no. No, 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 no. Pirates. Pirates. I once knew a Spaniard named something in Spanish. He's coming for you, Jack. Where is your ship? Your crew? Your pants? Jack, I'm so sorry, were you still talking? The IMDb description is as follows. Captain Jack Sparrow searches for the Trident of Poseidon while being pursued by an undead sea captain and his crew. I don't know about you, Daniel, but that sounds very similar to <laughs> every plot of every movie. There's always some undead something pursuing somebody. This is uh, There's no secret here that this has been a surprise cash cow franchise for, for the Disney Corporation. And we're now at the fifth installment of this franchise. I, I saw a tweet the other day that I thought was, was humorous. It said, this is the best part five movie ever for a film based on a 30-year theme park attraction. (laughs) And I thought that was pretty apt. Daniel, I'm going to ask you, what is your relationship to the entire franchise, and what did you think about this new one? Uh, I was pretty young when the first one came out. I was 11. I I remember very vividly being scared to see Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought I was going to be... Uh, I remember the trailer. It showed the pirates turning into skeletons, and I was I I wasn't sure I was old enough to see it, but uh, I saw it and loved it, and uh, I still love it to this day. Uh, the first Pirates is so good. Um, it's so much fun. Yeah, 
great action. Um, it feels like you know, like they used to make them or whatever. For the, the record, the second... I was I was scared to see this movie, but for a totally different reason. Sorry, <laughs> please continue. So the second two movies, the, the the rest of that trilogy, they're okay. They're very well made. You know, they're some of the most expensive movies of all time. Uh, so they should be well made. They're enjoyable, but not nearly as good as the first one. They got really weird. They tried to go really out there, right? Um, and I don't think it really worked. So the second two are okay, but not great. The fourth one, I remember seeing. The only thing I remember, uh, the only thing I remember about it is that it's forgettable. Uh, I don't really remember <laughs> anything about it. Yep. I forgot that Penelope Cruz was in it until I was reading about how now husband and wife Penelope and Javier Bardem have both been in it, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot oh, she was in it. I did too uh, until you just <laughs> said that. Okay. Right. So uh, I don't know what character she played at all. Can't remember. So fourth one sucked. Uh, it w- wasn't any good. Um, I don't think I hated it when I saw it, but it wasn't good. That kind of leads me into my biggest complaint about this new movie is uh, I don't know who this movie is for. I don't know anybody that's clamoring for Pirates 5. Um, I think... You don't know the throngs of people that want this movie? (laughs) I don't. I think people honestly uh, want Transformers 5, which is coming out later this year, more than they wanted Pirates 5. Whoa. That would be a good. So. That'd be a good death match between. That's uh, close. Which one of the part fives do you want the least? If you think about uh, someone we know on this podcast who's a diehard Transformers <laughs> fan, Josh, um, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't know any diehard Pirates fans. You know what I mean? So I agree. It, that's that's so, true. And uh, you know, you could say it's like because it's a cash grab, but I mean, this isn't a cheap movie to make. This right. is a really expensive movie. So anyway, none of that has to do with the movie itself. So. Basically, my thoughts on this movie, um, the the striking thing that I saw when going into this one, I, I, I rewatched the first one. I didn't watch any of the other ones, just watched the first one and then went to see this one. And so the, the biggest thing uh, about this fifth movie is the stark contrast between those two movies. Right. Um, this movie is so much dumber than the first movie. <laughs> it, it's just dumb. I yeah. mean, it went from being a legitimately exciting and thrilling you know, action, swashbuckling action adventure franchise right. to a dumb comedy franchise with a few action set pieces. There's good humor that stems from Captain Jack, but but he's not a dumb character in the first movie. But he's legitimately he's a moron in this movie. Right. He's a moron, and he like ruins everything he touches, as opposed to being a, a, a eccentric, a legendary really pirate. pirate. Yeah. yeah, and and just to remind you, Johnny Depp was nominated for an Oscar. For playing Captain Jack in the first movie, an wow! Oscar. And that's you, people forget that. I you mean, do I think the sequels have been so bad that they have retroactively made people downgrade <laughs> their experience with the first movie? I think that's true. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like honestly, he, he kind of I think he might deserve a Razzie nomination for this movie <laughs> instead of an Oscar nomination. I mean, he's yeah. he's just dumb, right? And and some of it is the writing as opposed to his performance, but his performance isn't good either. So it's just all around just stupid. And um, we've seen the, this performance at the, by this point a lot. Exactly, exactly. And they're making him kind of the main character, which he should not be. He should be this, you know, a, a side the side character who just does funny things. Right. So uh, I don't know. It's 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 really that's the biggest disappointment of this movie is is the character of Jack because um, he really was after the first Pirates movie he was one of the best original characters. We have seen in years. Oh yeah, he's an iconic the, character. You, if you show yes. his wax, you know, figurine or a picture to anybody, pretty yeah. much they know who Jack Sparrow is. There's no yeah, doubt. And, 
rightfully so. It just uh, and nothing nothing kind of typifies how far they've come than the one of the opening sequences of this movie, the first sequence in this movie with Jack. Right. Um, they're trying to steal a safe from a bank, but oopsie daisy, Jack done screwed it all up, you know, and he and, and he just messes everything up. And they tow a freaking building around the island. Uh, I mean, like a building on horseback. Horses. Wow. Those are so tow strong horses there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. That's a lot of negative stuff. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stupid stuff in this movie. But. Oh, but, there's a but. Okay. <laughs> there is a but. Is there a turn coming? I will never say this is a good movie. But. But you're about is, to. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but there is a lot of dumb fun to be had here. It's it's really forgettable. It's dumb. I saw this like uh, about two, two and a half weeks ago. And I I don't remember, remember the plot of the I don't remember the plot of this movie. Right. Um, some of the set pieces are pretty fun. I don't remember the context of them. Right. Um, but the the thing that really saves this movie is is the ending. Um, I do remember, although I don't remember the plot, I remember walking out of the theater and going, "Huh, that was okay." You know that it was decently enjoyable for what it was. It was right. better than the fourth movie. Um, it's really dumb. It's 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 a far cry it from didn't, the first. It movie. didn't insult you. It didn't. It didn't insult me, and it, you know, it, it made me feel like, okay, well, hopefully that's the last one. But if it is, you know, great. I, you know, it's an okay way to finish things off, and then we'll be done with this, please. Really, my, it boils down to this is a very far cry from the from the amazing first film, but it's not awful. That's the best best praise I can give it. Not awful. Not awful. Okay. All right. Daniel, you probably don't remember, through no fault of your own, since you were only 11 when the first one came out. It's harder to imagine this in 2017, where literally we have entire movies that have been based around a board game. But in 2003, when this movie was announced, it was met with great derision and scorn and skepticism that how dare they make a movie, they being Hollywood, with, of course, the cries of creative bankruptcy, you know, that have yet to uh, subside today. But how dare they base a, a movie around a theme park attraction? And to everyone's great surprise, mine included, uh, I am in total agreement that The Curse of the Black Pearl in 2003 is not just a good, but it is a great movie. Yeah. It still holds up today. I own it. I've seen it many times, and it is fun. It's exciting. It's grounded in a world where certainly fantastical and magical slash uh, supernatural things can happen and do happen. But it is thrilling in a way that you care about the characters, you're excited about the action that happens. The subsequent two films uh, that happened back-to-back in 2006 and 2007, but you had Dead Man's Chest and followed by At World's End. Those movies were still directed by Gore Verbinski and not good, uh, and I think they got worse each one, but I never hated them. I never hated them until 2011 when we got On Stranger Tides. I think my reaction to that movie is more negative than yours, Daniel. I actively disliked it. I mm-hmm. felt that it was insulting. I felt that it was lazy. I felt that it was the epitome of a cash grab, a story that didn't need to be told, but told in one of the most convoluted ways. The plot was saying I don't remember it is not even accurate. It's just I think I I think I rejected it. It was so just <laughs> uninteresting and not fun. And yeah. so going into this movie 
uh, with that as my foundation, that is kind of my base level, to say that I had low expectations would be an understatement. My, I had no expectations. So going into this, uh, after the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so, I thought, yeah, here, this is just going to be more of the same. I agree. The, the, the set piece at the beginning was silly. And I thought, oh man, because I think one of the one of the issues this series has is that the bigger that it typically has gotten, as far as the more grandiose the spectacle, the less uh, interested I have been. And yeah. so, because they keep trying to outbig themselves, let's make it bigger, and now let's have a a, a hole in the ocean, and you know, it's just <laughs> all this stuff. I just didn't, I just wasn't into it, and I agree with you wholeheartedly about Jack. The problem with Jack in this movie is that they they play him as a clown, as a buffoon, yeah. not as a legendary pirate. How could he ever be a legendary pirate? In this world, he's just a buffoon, and he's silly, and he's drunk in the first one as well, but in this one, it takes it to an entirely different level. And then to take that even a step further, the least interesting part of this movie, and most of these movies, is the plot and the story, and yet... It's two and a half hours long. Yeah. And so you get into this where there's so much story in between the action, and it's the least interesting part. Now, I will tell you this. There's a great set piece in here with a guillotine. Yeah. I, lo- I <laughs> absolutely loved it. And let me let me say this. I, I was tailor-made to, to hate this movie, but... And here's oh, wow. the turn wow. of, of all the people on the screeners outside of Josh who would be at the top of the most likely to hate this movie list. I think my name would be at the top of it. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed this movie. Wow. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it not from – let me clearly say this. This is not a good movie. It is not well written. It is very much uh, gorgeous. You can see the money on the screen. The effects are dazzling. They spared no expense. It's still not a good movie. It's too long. The plot is no good. It's it's not not interesting. And yet, there is some sort of magic pirate magic. I don't know. Some sort of spell that when I left this movie, and it wasn't even the end of the movie for me. I think I was about an hour and 45 minutes into it, and I thought, I'm enjoying this. And there's just something about this I enjoyed the characters somewhat i enjoyed the 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 love interest between the younger characters i hated jack i hated the way that they played him yeah. but overall i thought i thought javier bardem's character was really good i thought he brought some some menace to that character that i i thought was good so overall I, i'm right along there with you daniel i will never say this is a good movie as a matter of fact i will say this is not a good movie and yet i was entertained by it in a way most movies like this for me when I leave them, I, I just reject them, and I'm, I'm not interested in them, and I can, without reservation, I can tell other people, you shouldn't see this movie. It's no good. I actually think most people will enjoy this movie. Now, the critics, yeah. I think, are hammering it. I think it's like at a 30-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, whereas I think the audience score is, is much higher. I think it's maybe 70 or 80 percent. Which goes to show you that it's uh you know it's one of those things. Which leads me real quick before we move into spoilers, I, I, we shared an article on our uh, screeners Facebook page, where the studios uh, actually uh, actually said that they were blaming Rotten Tomatoes for the low performance for both this movie and for Baywatch. Did you see that article? I did. Now I do have some very specific thoughts on that that we should address in a in a regular episode. Well, no, I'd love to hear. It. Let's just talk about it right now. So, what I mean, what do, what do you think about that? My thoughts on Rotten Tomatoes are that it it does play a role in box office, and we've talked about that on the, this podcast before. Um, it really does. Now, 
like I said, nobody was clamoring for this movie. So I, I, I'm not sure that you can say this movie bombed because of Rotten Tomatoes. People don't know how to read Rotten Tomatoes, I think. People look and they think people, if, if a movie has a 90%, they think people are rating it very highly. Right. Uh, when that's not the case, what that means is 90% of people enjoyed it. They could barely enjoy it. You know, the, uh, uh, if you, it's a yes or no question. It's, right. it's there's no in between. It's a zero enjoy, out of four is the same as a two out of four for a negative. It, yes, I mean, I could, I enjoy I'm trying to think like San Andreas uh, rates. My my vote on Rotten Tomatoes would count the same for San Andreas as it would for The Godfather. Right, it's equal rating. But we've already course, established that that's we already know that Daniel. I mean, that's for no, example, point taken. For example, point taken. Point taken. So, so I think it, it's misleading. Now, if you know how to read Rotten Tomatoes, it's a very useful tool. I use it all the time, especially if you if you're on a limited budget, you don't know what movies you want to see. You need right. some barometer. Here's Rotten Tomatoes what, has a very important purpose, but it's 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 misleading. So I agree that people misread it. Here's here's my only pushback to that statement. And I don't mean this to sound condescending, people, but I think there's a misnomer. The people that were on the fence about seeing Pirates or Baywatch or that would see that movie in the first place are actually seeking out reviews to make that decision one way or the other. I think there's a, you know, like I have a lot of people in my life, a lot of close people that know how much I love film and how much it's a part of my day-to-day life, and they never look up critics' stuff ever, ever, ever ever and and yet they see a decent amount of movies a year and i think for the most part that is most people so i still yes i think it can matter i still think word of mouth is more important but i think that is that's similar to word of mouth though i mean i think it's similar. i think with movies sure movies it, like batman superman or suicide squad i think they yeah they made okay money but i think they would have done a lot better if they were better uh, they, movies see that and that's well, and see that's my out. that's my whole thing is that they don't need to blame the critics for for yeah. this they need to blame themselves for making movies that are not good yeah no i agree with that. but but in, but but in either case we digress okay i just thought i thought that was i thought that was interesting now to be fair let's be fair to pirates we're calling it a bomb it's not a bomb it, domestically it made as of the time of this recording it's sitting at 85 million but foreign, it's already over almost three hundred million. Wow! So worldwide, it's already almost it's at three sixty five. So I'm, you're looking at probably a six hundred million dollar, which is less. the The fourth one made a billion worldwide. Yeah. Uh, so yes, in that regard, it is definitely uh, a disappointment. But I don't think we can call it an outright bomb. Yeah. Although I think I had this like number five or six on my list, so I may be off on that. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, in either case, Daniel, I don't know that we need to move into spoilers specifically uh, for this for this movie. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? You mentioned how much you liked the ending. Is there a way you can talk about that without getting too specific? Yeah, really. I mean, honestly, who cares? I, I won't get specific. I, I did get ac- accused of ruining a movie. I ruined a movie in our last podcast, so I do to be apologize. Fair, you did do that. <laughs> I did. I totally did. <laughs> so, uh, so I won't do that now. Uh, even though we're not in spoilers, I won't ruin it. All I'll say that, that what I enjoyed at the end uh, is that they actually did tie up old storylines in a really nice way, an enjoyable way. They called back to the characters that we loved from from earlier movies. So I think that's why I left the theater happy. I left the theater, uh, you know, pleased. You're softy. Um, and that, yeah, I am a softie. And that's and so that's that's the main thing about the end. I did enjoy the big 
action set piece at the end of the movie as well. Um, it wasn't, it didn't blow me away or anything, but it was, you know, it was enjoyable and some good emotional stakes that they got in there. Um, a little contrived. It worked for me. So what did you think about those two things? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the the last action set piece was unique. I liked I liked what they did, the way it was constructed. I think it went on a little long, and it got a little it silly. Did. And another problem I had just in general with that last set piece is, and this may have been the projection, but it was also really dark and muddy. Um, and I hmm. understand it was the way where they were shooting and in between the ships and all the different things. I get all that without being specific yeah. there. I, yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. I, I, okay. I was on IMAX. Um, it didn't, uh, and that didn't yeah, bother yeah. you. Okay. It didn't bother me. Okay, well that was probably probably localized to me then. But but overall I, I did I did like it and I I did like the very end, I agree, the way that they brought back some things to tie it all together I think was very interesting. Uh, if not obvious i mean it's an obvious choice uh to make and it was nice it was nice the way that they did it and because we have such an affinity for for that first piece it's almost cheating but it's okay uh, yeah i agree now without going into spoilers we'll say there's also a mid-credits scene if you don't want to know what that after credits scene is then you may want to skip forward about 30 seconds because we're going to just I, very briefly talk about it but i am not sure if i saw what you're about to say oh, okay. so i'm curious so the mid-credits scene is uh, you have Will Turner, uh, Orlando Bloom's character, and Elizabeth Swan, Kira Knightley's character. Uh, they're asleep in bed, and there is a sound outside the bedroom door, which sounds like scraping, crawling, and bouncing around, and it gets gets closer and closer. So then you see a silhouette of a clawed hand, which is uh, obviously a reference to Davy Jones' character. And then all of a sudden, Will wakes up and it was just a dream. So they roll over and he hugs Elizabeth's character. And then the camera pans down to the floor and we see like the little barnacles that were definitely from Davy Jones' character insinuating that he's back and that's just oh, what we boy. need we rebooted number five so now let's also <laughs> reboot the sequel number seven honestly i thought two. this was gonna be the last one and i'm so mad because i didn't see that scene yeah well depending on how much money this one makes it may very well be the last one although if it makes six or seven hundred million worldwide you never know i don't want to come down on this movie too much because i do think the people that are involved in this one they they didn't phone it in, I don't think. Not nearly as much as on Stranger Tides. And that one was just the perfect example of people just phoning it in. So I'm going to give this movie some credit and say it actually seemed to be trying to do something that, that was good. So, uh, Daniel, before we move into our top three, let's just go ahead and give people our recommendations. So is this worthy of a theater experience? Is it worthy of a rental? Or should people skip it altogether? You can rent this one. This is a rental. If you if you like the other ones, I mean, if you like the other ones a lot, then go see this one in theaters. But if you're just kind of eh about the last couple Pirates movies, rent this one. It's it's worth a watch, though. It's worth watching. Hopefully it's the last one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that, too. I'm going to say it's rental for sure. I think personally, now listen, it's been a long time since I've seen these movies, people. If anything, these movies are extremely forgettable. So I could be wrong, but in my best guess, this is probably the second best one, or maybe it's tied with the second one. I don't know. It's still, still for me, a rental, 
but worth seeing. So I think you should yeah. give it a shot. So I think Daniel and I are in agreement there. But hey, this is a it's it's a surprise. I expected to fully hate this movie, and I, I am shocked that I you did not like that you like this movie. Yeah, I, I actually I I came away with it like all right, maybe my heart and soul are still alive. So there is hope. There is hope. With that, I guess Daniel, that's it. We'll wrap that up, and we're going to now move to our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. All right, it's been a little while since we've had a top three, but we're back. Even though it's a bonus episode, we've still got a top three for you. So, as always, we have no rules on what can make it into your top three. We just have a theme, and that theme is movies at sea. Yeah. So, uh, this, however you interpret that, uh, me and Chad might have different interpretations. Chris isn't here to pull out like Ocean's Eleven here. Uh, <laughs> movies at sea. See right there. there. Uh, I was proud of that joke. Um, that sounds like a Chris move. Come on, so, guys. It's got the oceans in it. Oceans. So, uh, yeah. So, no. I assume me and Chad probably interpret this very easy, easily interpretable title here. So, Chad, what is your number three movie at sea? My uh, rule for this was actually very simple. It just had to be a movie that was predominantly happening at sea so i was surprised to find out how many movies that i loved that happened at sea so this list yeah there's a lot putting it together in a way that i could pick a top three was very difficult so i'm gonna say something right at the very beginning and get it out of the way okay for me i'm going to call this my jaws memorial list jaws is a very near and dear film to my heart it's one of the first I guess, horror movies that you could ever say. I remember watching it when I was a young kid with my grandfather and learning to swim in his pool after watching Jaws, and I was terrified that Jaws was in the (laughs) deep end. But I watched it, I mean, you know, not to get too personal, but, you know, sitting in my grandfather's lap, and he would, like, as the shark would get closer, he would, like, pinch my leg, and I would scream. (laughs) And I just fell in love with that movie. I have a poster of Jaws in my office at my where I work I have a poster of Jaws in my bonus room here and then I have a piece of artwork that I actually paid a good bit of money for that is a painting of Jaws so let me just get that out of the way Jaws is a very <laughs> special movie to me it is without a doubt number one on my list but I didn't want to make that the easy answer so that is kind of my memorial list off the top my number three movie is going to be and I went back and forth between two on these I thought about pulling a Daniel and cheating and putting two in so you know what Daniel I'm gonna do it I, <laughs> I never did that I haven't done this yet but you and Chris like to do that so I'm gonna say my number three is a tie because I kept flipping these in my mind number three for me is a tie between Captain Phillips okay. which I love great performance yeah. by Tom Hanks and the hunt for Red October which is an okay. awesome movie so those are my those are my ties for number three really good picks uh, Captain Phillips is on my honorable mentions fantastic movie okay Number three for me is Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of Are the Black Are you serious? Squirrel. I oh, promise. Oh, man. I love that movie, man. But that's I, some I, serious now, love. That's, that's now, way up there. I am, I am with you on there's a lot of movies that could make this list. I have, I have quite a few honorable mentions, yeah. so there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, so I don't know if I was just on a Pirates high right now I or what. So. But, uh, all right, Chad. So what is your number two movie at sea? My number two movie is a movie that I feel like may have made it onto another top three list at some point, and for that I do not apologize because it fits this list even a a little better. My number two is a movie that I love dearly, 
and it is the 1989 James Cameron directed The Abyss. Yes. Love that movie. I love it to, to even today. Uh, I saw it about a year ago. Um, and man alive, is it still excellent. So The Abyss, yeah. number two. Great movie. That's also on my honorable mentions. I just showed my wife that movie for the first time maybe uh, two or three months ago. Did she like so it? So good. She did, yeah. Yeah. Really great. That movie is so good. And that, that is not a movie that people ever talk about. I all. know. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. They really should. Yeah. It, it holds up. Yeah. Uh, so my number two, uh, I went uh, with another Disney title. I didn't realize that until just now, but it is. And it's Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. That's still my number two favorite Pixar movie uh, next to WALL-E. I just, wow. I love Finding Nemo a lot. Great yeah. movie. Listen, I have a five-year-old son at home. <laughs> you know, and everybody's children are different, I'm sure, in, in some respect, but... Uh, Cole gets in these grooves where he wants to watch the same thing over and over and over and over <laughs> again just right in a row. And so we got on a good two or three month kick where we were watching Finding Nemo every day. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I didn't mind it. It's that good. I, I wow. agree with you, Daniel. I think it may be my favorite Pixar movie. Now, I don't so think good. it's the best, but I think it may be my favorite one. It's a great yeah. movie. It is. All right. We are to our number one picks now. Chad, what's your number one? Well, this may be somewhat controversial uh, based on all the other great movies that we have, but this is a movie that I went in to see having not read the source material, although it's based off of a best-selling book, and having no expectations, no idea what to expect. And I left moved in a, in a very profound way and had multiple hours-long discussion our discussions about this film with friends for weeks and weeks after that it was my number one movie of that year and it's one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen in 3d and that's the life of pi so i was sitting in this coffee house and this old man at the table next to me struck up a conversation he said you had an amazing story let's see then where to begin i was born and raised in one of the most beautiful places on earth it was a time filled with wonder that I'll always remember. But when my family chose to move our zoo halfway around the world, that is when my greatest journey began. I know that not a lot of this movie isn't for everyone, and I can't explain. I mean, I can't explain why, but I won't. But I, I was profoundly moved by this film in a in a way that I hope to always be moved when I go see movies. Um, it's gorgeously shot. It's a tale that um, is interested in a lot of very important things, and I, I just loved it. So there's no way it couldn't be number one on Movies at Sea. You know, Chad, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, one of the first conversations you and I ever had about movies when we were just getting to know each other was about Life of Pi. Was it me defending uh, it and you hating it? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't hate it at all. I, I was, uh, I was, I had picked something else as my favorite movie that year. I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head what my favorite movie of the year was that year. Uh, but uh, yeah, I remember you and I talking about that and you uh, getting really mad because I didn't think that was the best movie of the year. <laughs> oh come on, I'm not Mr. Forced Consensus. <laughs> I mean, it's okay for you to be wrong, Daniel, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but uh, but no, I I really did enjoy that movie. It's a good movie. So yeah, my number one pick for uh, for movies at sea is a movie that I saw years ago and I, I just. It, it moves me emotionally every time I see it. I really, really love this movie. It's really sad, but it's fantastic. And that's Castaway. Hello? Anybody? My granddaddy used it on the Southern Pacific. I'm always going to keep this on Memphis time. 
you wouldn't have a match. Any chance, would you? They think that we are right here, 160 times pi 3.1. That's a search area that's twice the size of Texas. I would rather take my chance out there on the ocean than to stay here and die. Man, I, just, I love that movie so much. Tom Hanks's performance is legendary. Yep. Um, and it really, it's so, you have to be in the right mood to watch that. Cause it's gonna but, it, oh man, it's so yeah. good. I agree. That is a. I think in the in the annals of film history, that will go down as one of the seminal performances. Just the physical transformation and having to carry a, a long movie essentially by yourself. It's really yeah. a feat. Yeah, yeah, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. There's lots of other choices here. Chad, what honorable mentions do you have? Well, I want to say, too, I did think it was interesting. Now, I haven't heard your honorable mention list yet, but neither of us had Titanic on our list. I am on now. You may, so I'm going to wait and see. I am the captain of the Titanic is overrated. Um, oh wow! Crew. I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't, but it, it like won every Academy Award. Give me a break. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> the honorable mentions that I had left on my list, I had, I did have three. I did have uh, four, but I combined two to cheat, like you normally do. So that that that. <laughs> put Captain Phillips in there. So I really only had two left. One was Finding Nemo, which I adore. Mm. And then the other is a low-budget movie that was really effective, and I enjoyed quite a bit. And it was also kind of polarizing, and that's Open Water. I don't you know, know if you I ever never saw, saw Open Water. I saw it in the theater by myself. There was literally nobody there because um, <laughs> it didn't make a ton of money. But this uh, it's very interesting. The movie was made by, a, I believe, a husband and wife or at least a, uh, a couple. And they shot it on weekends with their friends and they edited mm-hmm. it on Final Cut Pro back in the day wow. when it was uh, – you know, a lot more difficult to edit a feature on the on Final Cut, and it's really good. It's really good and it's effective. I would recommend that. So that's, that that's mine. That's one of those that's been on Netflix this whole time and has literally it's been in my queue for years, and yeah. I've just never gotten around to watching. Yeah, so no, I need it's, to watch it. it's a it's a deliberately paced movie, but it's worth it. You've got to, and I know you know how to watch a movie the right way, Daniel. So when you watch <laughs> it, you need to sit down and pay attention to it. But I think it I think it would I think it warrants a viewing. It's really good. Hmm. I'll check it out. What about you? Uh, yeah, so my honorable mentions, I had, uh, I, I actually do have Titanic on there. I enjoyed <laughs> Titanic quite a bit. I, I probably agree with you that it, that it, it didn't need to win all the Academy Awards that it did, but I, I enjoy it. Jaws, of course, Captain Phillips, The Abyss, and then uh, Master and Commander, which I oh, really, yeah. really enjoy. Man, great I forgot movie. it. Yeah, that's a great pick, Daniel. I didn't think yeah. about it. If, yes, Master and Commander would definitely be on my honorable mention. That's a great movie. Also, yeah criminally underrated and underseen. It is. Really yes. good. Yeah. Great pick. So yeah, those are all my honorable mentions. We really want to hear your picks. Okay, so write into us, comment on Facebook, do whatever you gotta do, tweet at us, at ScreenersCast. We want to know your picks, because uh, I'm sure there are some we forgot, and some that you vehemently disagree with. So let us know, because I'm sure you can yell at Chad for uh, whatever he did wrong. Yeah, in start his with list. Titanic on Daniel's honorable mentions. Okay, perfect. So uh, that is all we have for our top three, and that's all we have for this bonus episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can like us on Facebook, all that stuff that I just said. Leave us a review. We want to hear from you. That that rhymed, and I'm so I'm so sorry that it did. Uh, but that's all we have. Tune in next time when we'll all be back, and we'll be reviewing Wonder Woman and The Mummy. Which one will be better? It's a mystery. We'll see you then. And that's a wrap. 
You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. We'll be right back.